everyone, Terry Wilbrock here. Moving over to my laptop, my entire editing system, so I'm very excited to have tried it out today to see so I can sit outside while I edit and enjoy beautiful nature, which is a lot of what we talk about in this episode. So it seemed perfect that this was the time to move everything over from my tower to my laptop. Uh, so yeah, pretty excited about that. Um, another wonderful episode with a guest who has joined us here on the show prior, uh, talking about a new book release coming up, and uh, again, just sharing her beautiful insights. So enjoy today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and I'm so excited today to have Melanie Ryan with me. She is ancestral wisdom teacher and psychotherapist and author and founder of the Golden Shadow Method, but also what I consider a, a dear friend. We're connected on Facebook, and I just, I told her I'm such a fan of hers as well um, in the work she does, so much incredible wisdom. Um, but also on another little side note, this is my first recording in two months. Uh, went on a hiatus of recording with my mom's transition through hospice and end of life journey. So I'm, it, it just seems appropriate to be back recording this first episode back with Melanie. So welcome, Melanie. Mm, the synchronicity of that. Thank you. It's so good to be back with you. Welcome back. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Quite a journey that you have been through since your last recording, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, I don't know, It's it was a beautiful journey. Um, there's this little voice, you know, we all have these voices that of the shoulds in our lives uh, that come from wherever they come from, our childhood growing up that I should be more sad about my mom passing, but I'm actually happy for her. I think she's in a place she had wanted to be for a long time and um, has found some peace that she had just craved in this life. And so my my soul, I guess I'm more connected with my soul in that, yes, human me misses my mom terribly, but soul me is is joyous for her. And that's what I'm connected with right now, so... Yeah, so celebrating her journey home, home yes. back to spirit, back to the the oneness and being able to be free of the body and all of the things that go on with being in this body, right? Being in this body is quite challenging, you know? And so my work, actually, I love that you opened with talking about your soul because it's been really my mission to talk about this more, to talk about our soul and who we are as, as a soul being, you know, and your mother, you know, what is it like to hold space for someone crossing over and, and to be in the presence of, you know, when someone is doing that transition, right? We're transitioning from being in the body to then not being in the body and holding space for that takes a lot of courage. And I really, um, you know, it was a beautiful uh, experience to watch you through Facebook, you know, and your sharing of being with her as she was transitioning and how you were holding such beautiful, you know, space for her celebrating her, but also, you know, the sacredness of it and how it impacted you, how it's been for you. So thank, thank you. I really appreciated you know i i feel like especially since the pandemic with, with so many people crossing 
for and people, you know, we're, we're looking at death now much more. We're having to face our fears and look at death much more. Right. And so it was so just inspiring, you know, that you shared in the way that you did, because we do need to approach death in a different way you know, and to see ourselves as souls that are just traveling through time and space. And, you know, maybe you knew your mother from another lifetime, maybe you'll know her again. And, you know, and and we meet each other, maybe you and I knew each other in the past life, you know, that we're soul beings, we're really not just this. We there's so much evidence, you know, that there's proof that we have past lives. You know, and so that means we go on, right? And when we die, we take with us our consciousness and to learn to die consciously and live consciously. All of that is so important. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I kept touching my heart because I could feel it just being hugged. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. And I feel so blessed to have had that opportunity to sit with my mom as she transitioned. It was really, really hard if I'm being honest watching her light her human light slowly go out like just dim because she was always so full of life and such a jokester and funny and the life of the party and everyone loved joanne and being around her and um to watch that slowly go out and diminish was hard but yet at the same time knowing that she was soon going to be free of everything that had caused her so much pain. And uh, so that final smile, which I've talked about in a few intros of shows I've edited in the past few weeks, um, when she, it lit up her whole body. It, I don't have an, other than a way to explain it as it wasn't just a smile on her lips and her mouth. It was a smile that, was from her spirit from her soul like i don't know if she was looking upon the gates of heaven an angel my dad jesus i don't know who or what was standing there (laughs) waiting for her but it was coming out of i have goosebumps talking about it it was coming out of every pore of her being like in every cell it was just it was it was such a gift and her dying on my birthday uh again I say that was the most beautiful gift she ever could have given me because that smile contained so much hope Mm. yeah so anyway (laughs) that's amazing thanks for traveling that journey with me yeah well you know and I lost my father uh, a couple of years ago in 2021 in September of 2021 and he was in Georgia you know um, where you are and I was in New York And I had just gotten back from a trip to New Hampshire and I kept getting calls from my sisters that, you know, the doctors are saying any day now, any day now. And as someone who's, I'm very in touch with my intuition and that, and that little voice, right. That little voice that seems to know everything. And I just kept listening to that little voice that it wasn't time yet. It wasn't time yet. And I was in New Hampshire for a week and then came home from New Hampshire, slept one night woke up the next morning at 5am. It was like lightning was running through my body. And I just got up and I said to my husband, I got to go. I got to go to my father. And I drove 15 hours straight without stopping. 
Wow. No sleepover. Well, obviously it's for gas, but I didn't like stay over, which I normally would for one night and split it up into eight hours. So 15 hours straight. I arrived at hospice at 10 o'clock at night, slept in the little windowsill. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to lay down. I couldn't sit in the chair. I just needed to lay down, slept in the windowsill. And the next day I spent with him and, you know, I have training in shamanic healing. I'm a shamanic teacher and a Buddhist teacher. And, and so I practiced doing meditation and visualization. And I had a lot of visions about the other side. And I was telling him about it. And my father was very into Native American philosophy. And he used to do, he used to carve in pot in clay um these heads the bust of native american chiefs from when i was very little like seven years old i remember this and so there i was by his side he's dying and i have a vision of these like native american chiefs all sitting in a circle and there was one seat empty oh and i said dad i see a circle of native american chiefs with a seat and they're saying that the seat is for you and that they have been trying to talk to you. They have been trying to give you messages and you haven't been listening. And his eyes were closed and I opened my eyes to look at him after that. Cause I was talking as I was visualizing it and sort of channeling a message for him. And then I opened my eyes and I said, you know, and they say, you haven't been listening. And he looks at me, he opens his eyes and he says, I know. I know. I haven't been listening. And, you know, we have no idea where this conversation is going, right? We didn't. <laughs> so, but obviously, spirit is coming in today to tell us that we need to learn to be good listeners. We need to listen to those little angels on our shoulders or or whatever, wherever that voice is coming from. Back here behind me, the archetype that I really connect to is grandmother spider. And I don't know if you can see her, but if you look at what she's doing, right? She's communicating and listening, right? To the cosmos, yeah. right? There's... It's like she's talking to the flower of life up there in the cosmos. And I really connect to her. And I was very connected to my father. It was a great loss for me because uh, he was very sick. He died of cancer. Um, and so he had depression and anxiety. He was a Vietnam veteran. Um, you know, just a lot of trauma in his life. And then Unfortunately, he passed a lot of trauma onto me. It was very traumatic being around him at times. But he was also a very charismatic, loving, funny, family-oriented, you know, just very connected kind of human being. Everyone loved him. He was the life of the party, always had a joke. Sounds very much like yes. mom. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and so his passing was was really hard for me too, but also very, I relate so much with what you're saying because he was so sick for so long. He had such chronic issues, you know, even from when I was young. So 
Um, it was an amazing, you know, experience to, to be with him. I actually wasn't there when he passed my sister, one of my sisters held space for him. Um, there was conflict in the family and, and it was there, there, I, I was there to create the sacred container. Basically I turned off the TV. I had them, you know, I, I taught one of my sisters who then taught my other sisters how to create a sacred container for him because there wasn't that energy around him and he was having trouble letting go. Yeah. And so there was some conflict between me and, and one of my sisters. And so I said, you know what? I came here. I, I, I spent the day with him. I brought in things from nature. I showed him pictures of animals he always loved horses. And, you know, I said, dad, you know, when it's time for you to pass, you're just going to get on your horse and you're going to ride into the sunset, you know? And so I had done everything I needed to do. And then I needed to, to go. I needed to, and he, he, he passed as soon, like right after I left. Yeah. So, so this, you know, connecting to our soul, if if we don't understand that we're a soul, how can we help people transition? You know, how can we help them cross over if we don't believe that anything is happening? Right? Right. So I, I studied past life regression a long time ago um, with Dr. Brian Weiss. He's like the guru, you know, he was a, a psychiatrist who kind of had his own spiritual awakening and, um, I don't know if your your reader your your audience you know reads material like this but the book that really changed you know for me things for me was The Many Lives Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss. And as a psychotherapist that just uh back then my my grandfather had passed and I was very close to him and I was like I need to know where he is. What happens after you die, you know? And so all these books, I started reading all of these books and that one made me want to study past life regression. And it's become a huge part of my practice as well as using shamanic healing and Jungian inspired um, active imagination to, to connect with divine uh, spirit and to help us understand that we are divine, we are, we are souls and how we die is very important are what what we're taking with us consciously you know what's buried or what we are conscious of you know is very important because we we go forward with all of it yes you know? oh so to clean that out you know to, which is what i teach in shadow work in the golden shadow method it's a purification of the unconscious and the unconscious of what you are burying the traumas from this life. And also I say the gold, you know, the things that are amazing about you that you forgot, maybe that you stopped when you were, you know, becoming a teenager. Um, so much is buried. That's amazing and beautiful from other past lives. So bringing in what Jung called the collective shadow, right? From our ancestors, what are the gifts from our ancestors? What are the gifts that we had in past lives, right? And I've done a lot of work for myself personally on retrieving those parts of myself that were 
amazing and powerful, you know, and I was often a healer. And so, and then there's also trauma. Right. I've had to clean up trauma from my past lives. Well, that you lead me to that question. That's what was I was just hanging on to to ask you that question was. So I've done EMDR therapy for, I did it for four years when I lived in Ohio. I'm currently doing it now. And uh, from my horrific first 22 years of life, and we've cleaned, I mean, like, like I've processed so much of my trauma and, but I still have this lingering fear of open spaces, like being out on a beach, although I'm doing much better doing some somatic work with that, but um, fear of bridges, fear of highways. And so we keep coming back around to it, back around to it, back around to it, back around to it. Well, I've had more than one podcast guest, all intuitives or mediums, um, some that do past life work as well, all say to me, Terry, that's not connected to this life, like that you've done the healing work for this life. That's past life stuff. And I so struggle. Like, it's not that I don't believe in. It. I mean, I was raised Catholic. So we were taught this is our life. That's it. Then we go to heaven. That's, you know, that that's it. Um, and so I'm starting to understand it more and more. But it's, I just find it so fascinating. So is that what you do? You you guide people and help people with returning back to or bringing it into the, the present so then you can do healing work on it? Well, so I have the golden shadow method is a three pillar program, right? Where you can come into any pillar and you learn Jungian techniques and then you learn Buddhist meditation and how to really be with yourself. And then shaman in the shadow, you learn very ancient Native American and from other parts of the world to the shamanic healing of working with earth medicine and also spirit and animal guides and angels and all of whatever archetypes, you know, that come to you basically. And it's all about how to go into your shadow. So into the unconscious and you have a personal unconscious, which is this life. And then you have a collective unconscious, which is past lives and the archetypes and ancestral traumas and, and gifts. And, and so, and, and what we all share as, you know, being human, we're all go, we're all going through the same thing. <laughs> yeah. right. It's all really, you know, we have our own unique, special characters and personalities and things, but we're all really, you know, sharing this journey together. So, um, so my, that's the golden shadow method and it's a book and it's an online program. And then I recently launched what's called transmuting triggers. So when you drive across a bridge and you start to get activated, right? Like, and you can't even do it. Right. And, and so I don't really like the word trigger. It's gotten such a, a negative connotation right. and it's actually the opposite. I say in my book, triggers are treasures, because what's happening when you are activated is energies are coming up from your unconscious. And it's then giving you an opportunity to dialogue with your unconscious and to become more conscious. And like I was saying earlier, we want to live consciously. We want to die consciously. We want to know who we are, right? So the trigger... When people come to me and they work with me, I'm basically saying, what triggered you this week? 
right? What happened? What got activated? And it's not about looking out. It's about looking in and then you meditate and you start to allow, you know, memories might come up from this lifetime. And then, so like what you're experiencing, you have no clue, right? What it is. So that's something that's really deep in the unconscious. And so a lot of times it does connect to past lives because your soul is carrying a thread. And a lot of times in the work that I do, we're finding that souls repeat things. Like I know women who've been raped in multiple lifetimes. Yeah. Or they've been slaves in multiple lifetimes. Right. And so they're acting those things out in this life unconsciously. Right. Or even like sometimes, you know, people, uh, they don't understand why like their child ever since they were born was angry. Right. Like nothing ever happened to them. They didn't go through any trauma. And this child is just an angry child because they came in with that consciousness. There's in Buddhism, we call it, you know, this karma sort of burning off. Right. The energies are, are coming in. And there's nothing rooted in this life that has to do with it. So we have to start going in and looking at what I call the spirit of the wounded self. So this is part of my protocol. And we have to understand that And in Native American philosophy, and Jung talked about this too, is that we have multiple spirits living in our psyche. And so when you get activated, that spirit, that version of you, I say, is now coming to the surface and speaking through you and behaving through you and thinking through you. And you basically are becoming possessed by your own spirit, by you, yourself, a, ver a past version of you that's wounded and, and making you lose it. You know, and people know this because they say, I don't know what came over me. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I did that. Or, um, you know, working with war veterans, I've trained in healing PTSD with war veterans. You know, they'll say things like, I left my body. You know, I had to kill all those people. And I could see myself from above looking down at myself shooting people. So when people experience really complex trauma like that, you know, that creates like a, a moral injury within themselves because they know they're not supposed to kill, but then that's their job. So they have to do it, right? So that chaos, that that conflict creates a, a soul wound. And so my work now with transmuting triggers has been all about healing the soul, bringing the soul back into psychotherapy as it originally was. Psyche means in Greek, Psyche was the goddess of spirit, the soul. And therapy means to take care of. So psychotherapy to me, as a psychotherapist, it means to care for the soul. We need to care for the soul, just like you cared for your mother's soul when she was crossing over, right? So psychotherapy doesn't mean we just talk, you know, it's not all about what's up here here cognitively that's important but where are those thoughts coming from right and everything comes from the root the the center of our healing journey is the soul our heart and soul right 
Yeah. So, well, again, I'm, I'm mesmerized by your words because I'm so connecting and resonating with it. And yes, there's so much there that I want to, I want to respond to, but I love the idea of psychotherapy being care for the soul. That's that's the first time I've heard that. And it's a beautiful idea because truly that's what I feel like is happening more than, than like brain work. It's, it's what's happening in my heart and soul as I heal and as I've, I've traveled this journey and no more panic attacks and, and being able to sit out on a wide open beach without my umbrella as my um, hermit crab shell to falsely make me feel safe um, and, and sit with it and welcome it and, and do what you said of welcoming the messages that are coming up from from heightened anxiety and that energy. I, I love that idea too. They are messengers. Yeah, they yeah. absolutely <laughs> are. You know what you're when your body is manifesting symptoms, right? Uh, when you're out of alignment, right, with nature, right? So like if you are eating really, you know, processed foods, right, the body is going to start to manifest rashes. And, um, and if you're, you know, taking in a lot of toxins, that's the body's way of pushing out the, the poison, basically, is through a, a rash, right? Because how else can the body communicate? Right. So, so, and that's happening a lot. And I, you know, I, myself, I'm still healing my body from all like the processed foods that I grew up on and, and, you know, just the dental issues that I've been having now, you know, I'm 53 this year and it's like all catching up to me because our society is slowly moving away from nature more and more. Right. And so we have to bring ourselves back. We have to connect to the earth and our soul knows this our soul knows that where do we go when we need to do soul searching we go to nature right? <laughs> we go for a hike or we go sit on the beach like when we need to figure things out like we have to go on like retreat right and we retreat into nature because that's where the soul actually lives that's where we, we get away from all of the distractions and we are silent and we listen to the birds and, you know, just have that expansion. You know, I was telling you, I did a vision quest last year, you know, and, and nature just started to speak to me. I started to get all of these messages, you know, about, you know, what I needed to do. And, um, and it really has become you know, that I, I need to be a messenger of connecting people back to nature and back to their soul. Because when we do that, we, we become whole again, you know, all of this, you know, what we're doing and, and being disconnected from ourselves and our soul and from each other um, and all of the wounding and the trauma that we've been through it, it's, it's shattered us. It's shattered. We're all like heartbroken. That's what's been coming to me is, I'm dealing with my own heartbreak from my own upbringing and, and also just, you know, other people's heartbreak and, and holding space for that. And so I do take people, there's a group, um, the golden shadow method people were actually doing something next weekend around mother's day. Cause I teach people that it's important to learn how to mother yourself, you know, to, um, to love yourself. And so we go into the woods 
we're gathering in person, you know, in the woods to do meditation and to give offerings to mother earth and to mother and nurture our souls, our hearts and our souls by being together and gathering together. And so this is, you know, the, the transmuting triggers is, is a way home through your triggers. It's, it's your triggers are, and your symptoms of your body, you know, are all messengers. And so when you learn the techniques to go in and connect to your soul, it's, it's usually very clear what the answers are. I don't have to tell people they go in and they retrieve, they have their own direct revelation. You know, they connect with their own wisdom. I'm just a guide, you know, to sort of say like, maybe try this or, you know, if you get stuck somewhere, I'm like, well, maybe try this, you know, but we all have it in us to connect to our heart and soul. We just have to step away from it all, you know, and make yeah. time, make time for ourselves. It's and beautiful. Realize, realize that we are a soul. Yes. Well, and a couple of things popped into my head. There are little, little pop-ups coming up. Um, one is, I love how you're talking about connecting to nature. One, you're an amazing photographer. So I love that you photograph nature, like your flower shots and, uh, oh my gosh, just so beautiful. But two, um, with the food, I know with me transitioning away from sugar and processed foods and gluten and really, really, really focusing on organic whole food eating has made such a profound impact in my life. Yes, I'm still dealing with the last of this rash coming, you know, getting these toxins out of my system from the mold exposure. But when I did my latest labs, I didn't, I took zero medications. Again, I'm not talking about being anti-medicine and just my personal choice was zero. I don't want to do meds. I don't want to mask the symptoms. I want to find out the root cause of what was going on. So then when I got my labs, my electrolytes were back in normal range. My vitamin D was back in normal range. My, my um, cholesterol was back in normal range. My blood pressure was back in normal range because I started to really make a focused effort on what's the root cause going on here and in, in, in using whole foods and what I was feeding myself, like literally. Um, so thank you, because I know you've been an inspiration for me with that as well. So my next book, The Secrets of the Golden Shadow is a journey through the mind, the body, the heart and soul. And so the whole middle part, the part two is on detoxing and cleansing the body. And how it's really a problem. I, you know, I was born 1970. So the, the whole concept of processed foods really started, you know, around post-World War II, right? So around that, that time when um, I was a latchkey kid, you know, in 1980, yeah. and I write about this in my book, in, in the 80s, it was the peak of divorce in the United States. It was the highest rate of divorce ever. And so I was 10 years old. And so I, you know, my mother worked, my father worked, and I came home to an empty house and I sat on the couch and ate a big bag of junk food. Yeah. And I thought that that was love, you know, and I was very lonely and my sister, you know, was doing her thing. I have one older sister. I have other stepsisters or half sisters. Um, but 
I was alone a lot. And I, through my own healing work, realized that, you know, I was turning to food and it felt like it was like, it was numbing and it felt like love. And so, and now I'm paying the consequences with, you know, I've had some dental issues, um, you know, over time, what processed food does to us. I follow Weston A. Price Foundation. Weston A. Price was a dentist that did the largest uh, research uh, study on nutrition just ever. It was a 10 year study where he traveled the world with his wife to traditional people who ate native diets and then introduced processed food to them. And so before they had exposure to processed food, they had perfect teeth, perfect facial structures, excellent health, the children and the parents. And then, and there's other articles about this, about indigenous people being brought out of the jungle and being fed, you know, American processed foods, right? So you disconnect people from nature and organic food and they start to get sick. And then we start to, you know, the tooth decay and losing our teeth and, and the effects that it's having on our body. So, you know, our body is nature, you know, it knows what it needs. Right. And so our food industry is just flooded with just these toxins that are creating a sick society. We're the sickest we've ever been, but we've, we're the most health conscious yet. We're the most sick. Like, What's going on? Right. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Everyone's got a gym membership and going to yoga and running, but we we are chronically ill. So, and why aren't doctors trained in nutrition? Why? Biggest <laughs> question. Yeah. We yeah. just said it at the same time. Why? Right. Why aren't doctors trained in trauma? Well, now we know from the ACE study, oh. one of the largest studies you know, of linking childhood trauma to chronic disease. How come doctors are not trained in trauma? They don't know what they're looking at. When they, when doctors look at chronic illness, they really don't know what they're looking at. And I mean, surgeons are so important. You know, if, if we, if we need a, a, a surgeon, if I'm in a car accident and my arm is on the other side of the street, you know, please sew it back on. You know, but otherwise, you know, I've been studying naturopathic medicine uh, for almost four years now. And what I've learned, you know, through my, my own experience last year, I was bit, you know, by several ticks in the middle of the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. Unfortunately, my husband and I, we set up our tent on a tick bomb. Oh, no. There were ticks everywhere. So I live in, you know, New York. I mean, I've, grown up, you know, in the, in the Northeast around, around Lyme ticks and stuff. And so I did the whole process with no antibiotics and, uh, healed completely with natural food, organic supplements prescribed by my naturopath and bone broth and raw milk going back to like little house on the prairie kind of, you know, <laughs> pumping the cow, getting the milk, you know, like the good old fashioned way. And people were really nervous you know, my friends were like, Oh, my God, what are you doing? And, and then I had oral surgery, no antibiotics. I let go of the whole, whole antibiotic thing and learned the secrets of how to heal yourself with nature. So there's no side effects, there's no killing my gut. You know, I grew up on antibiotics. 
Yeah. I was sick all the time. Growing up, I was sick all the time because I was able to eat tons of sugar and processed food. That was all I ate. Yeah. So far, so far from nature and what we're supposed to be eating. So I'm still recovering. I'm still healing. It's, it takes time because we're like the earth, you know, the earth regenerates itself and so do we, but it takes, it can take years. Like my naturopath said, you know, it could take a couple of years for you to fully recover from those bites. Cause then that was Memorial day weekend last year. I got the tick bites. I was bit by three were found on me in little secret places that I couldn't see myself. (laughs) So I found them on me like three days later. Oh my gosh. And then uh, I went back to the Pine Barrens for my vision quest. And I was, again, I was bit by, I had 200, at least 200 chigger bites. Wow. So, and those last for months. They're like red and itchy. Oh, I had them as a kid. Yes. Oh my God. Like you want to scrape your skin off. Yes. (laughs) So that was from a shamanic point of view, that was like an initiation. Cause if you think about it, ticks and chiggers and spider, like they're all and I have stories that I write about in my book about my the, the my experience of spider. I had two really amazing, profound experiences with spider in my vision quest and, and the medicine of spider. Um, so when you get bit by ticks, it's actually from a shamanic point of view, it's it's a, a spider initiation. Wow. Well, and that's in your book. Yep. Which one? The golden shadow? The next one that's coming. The one that's coming. The next one, the second book. So I have the Golden Shadow Method. I have the workbook, which is the protocol for transmuting your triggers. Yes. Which is working with your soul, learning to work with your soul in resolving the things, the energies inside of you that are getting activated coming from your soul. And then the second book is called The Secrets of the Golden Shadow. And it's about uh, healing and transcending trauma. Oh, I can't wait. And that's coming out soon, right? As soon as spirit lets me watch it. So the story with that was I was initially going to send it to the editor on February 1st. Thought I was done. Told everybody I'm done, you know, and then um, this has never happened before. So I cook all of our meals. And so in one week, I cut myself, not very deep, but I cut myself on my index finger. And then two days later, I cut on my ring finger and then my thumb. And then I burned the tip of my middle finger. So I couldn't type. So this was, you know, when we start listening, right? We start listening. It was like, okay, you want me to slow down and you want me to not finish this book right now. And I was like, you don't need to take my whole hand. I'm listening. (laughs) I get the message. And in my quest, also my my vision quest, I did get a lot of messages about slowing down. I got like the inchworm came through and I got praying mantis, which, you know, praying mantis, they're amazing creatures. They just sit there and look at you and like, and they, they go to move and, and it, it takes them like an hour to move one leg. 
if that, it might take two hours, you know? And I swear I had a full on like therapy session with a praying mantis, you know, and I was laying down, you know, looking at this praying mantis, we're like maybe a foot away from each other. And I'm like talking to it. And I was like, you're a really good listener. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I do yeah. it with the little lizards outside. They, they sit on the tree and they, and they're so cute because they turn their head like owls. Like it's almost upside down. They turn their head so far yeah. and then they'll turn it the other way and look at me as I'm just having a conversation with my little lizard. <laughs> they, they feel the energy, right? They feel yeah. it. So I had a lot of praying mantises. So a lot of messages to slow down. And since February, it's been amazing. I mean, so much material has come to me for this book. And, and so it was just spirit saying like, you got to slow well, down. There's more. There's, yeah, more. there's more. Right. So the book has a life of itself and now it's teaching me and it's taking me through some dark places. You know, it's a book on trauma, on healing yeah. and transcending trauma. So it was like, my soul was kind of like, mm, no, there's more Melanie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going through, and I think it's so important for especially psychotherapists to do their own work you know, healers, doctors, nurses, you know, if you are taking people and leading people in healing work, then, you know, I feel very strongly that you need to be continuing to do that for yourself. And I'm someone who's always looking to, to grow and to deepen. And, um, and also, you know, what I teach in the golden shadow method is that when we heal trauma, we're not just transmuting that heavy, you know, dark energy. We're also reclaiming our light. And there's so much light that gets, you know, when, when parts of us are traumatized and that energy kind of leaves our body, we have to bring it back. And when we bring it back, we become whole. And that's what healing means. Healing actually has a German origin, which means to return to wholeness. So healing means to return to wholeness. So we have to bring back our soul. And when we bring it back, we heal the parts of us that are wounded. And we also reclaim the amazing, creative, beautiful, brilliant, and wise parts of our soul that also got locked away. Yes. So it all needs to be integrated. We need to integrate, you know, take time to go sit on the beach and yeah you know just take in the air and the waves right you just said something that so resonated with me well you've said about I don't know 50 things that have so resonated with me so far but I've been writing my book for oh it's probably 10 years now and it just I just ah it's just something 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 well truly I think what you just said wait there's more Terry that's what this was that like, hold up. We have, we have this last final journey and I truly feel on a soul level, like this is it. This was the last of it. Um, mm -hmm. And, and so I've been feeling the urge again, like today on my to-do list is right because I'm just feeling like it's time. Okay. Now we, now we can start back up again. Um, mm -hmm. And so I love, I love how you put that <laughs> Wait, There's more. <laughs> Because that's true. Yeah, what's books that, really do. Books, books have a life of their own, definitely, and yeah. they 
they take us to places, you know, that we may not have normally gone. Right. I'm so excited that you're writing a book. Yay, thanks. Well, you know, I could sit here and talk to you for a day of hours and hours <laughs> on end. Uh, we should do like, you know, a monthly, <laughs> a monthly check-in. Sure. Uh, so, but how, so how do folks find, connect with you, find your books and all that fun stuff? Yeah. So my website is melanieryanlcsw.com. And then I'm on Facebook, the same Melanie Ryan LCSW. And on Instagram, I am golden.shadow.method. And I recently started a flower photography page. So the flower is very important to me. It's the symbol of our growth, right? Starting as a seed in the dark, you know, in that dark place and growing toward the light. So I've always loved flowers and taking pictures of flowers. And I really owning that part of my golden shadow now, that creativity and really letting it shine. And so I started this year, uh, flower.medicine.photos on Instagram. So if you want to check them out there um, and I make little blank cards and I don't know where it's going. I make little herbal packages of flower petals and things, and I can send them to you. Um, and, you know, just really brings me joy and connects me to the earth and to beauty. And we need to walk in beauty. We need to really see the beauty in ourselves and the beauty in our world. You know, when we focus too much on the darkness you know, we can get sucked into that. So what golden, beautiful, you know, things are you here to share? And let's share it. Yeah, beautiful message. Well, your photography is just the flowers are beautiful. I, I love being on, I'm not on Facebook much, but when I am, for whatever reason, your flowers appear on my on my screen. And I'm always just like, Oh, my gosh, you're so beautiful. So thank you for bringing that joy to my life. It's kind of my way of like, you know, giving flowers to everyone every day. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know I appreciate it. I just love it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's just been such a joy as always to connect with you. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to your trip down to this part of the world uh and so we can meet up and hug in person yes i'll see you this summer i'll be down in your area in july so Yay. i really look forward to seeing you and and sitting on the beach with you yes oh my gosh so excited all right well thank you thank you everyone thanks for joining us today on the healing place podcast and remember until next time be gentle with yourself thanks bye-bye Hey everybody, Terry Wilbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well, terrywelbrock.com. You can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.